0: All right, Nico. can you say, welcome to another episode of Healthy Births, Happy Babies. It's a happy episode of um, Happy Babies. <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Healthy Births, Happy Babies. I'm Dr. Jay Warren. I'm the prenatal and pediatric chiropractor here at the Capuana Center. And this podcast is all about helping you have a proactively healthy pregnancy so you can have a safe, gentle, natural birth. And that's going to allow you to bring your baby into the world that much more gently and healthily so you can start off your family experience more powerfully than if it's full of stress and trauma and other health concerns. So... If you are a fan of this show and you haven't yet subscribed, please do so. Wherever you listen to your podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss an upcoming episode. And also, if you haven't rated or reviewed the podcast and you've enjoyed it and gotten value of it, that will really help me out because that will allow this podcast to reach more and more parents like yourself that might be missing out on this type of information and helping them along their parenting journey. So thank you in advance for that. And thank you if you already have rated and reviewed. Today, I'm going to be having a conversation with Dr. Dan Bronstein on this episode. He is a fellow prenatal and pediatric chiropractor. He's up in San Luis Obispo, California, which is a northern part of the state, and he's also a fellow podcaster. His podcast is the KiddoCast podcast. I'll make sure that link is available for you. If you're not listening to that podcast, I recommend it as well for you to get great resources and information about children's health. And that's what we're going to be talking about today on our show. He is quite an expert on birth trauma, as well as how the nervous system functions in those first couple years of a kid's life and how to restore that normal function if there has been birth trauma, but also how to allow your baby and your kiddo later on in life to grow and develop optimally. So we're going to be talking about all of those things. Um, Before we do that, I'm going to take a quick message. You can listen to that, and then we'll come right back to talk with Dr. Dan Bronstein. Hi, it's Dr. J. And I am so excited to announce to you that my new online program is now available. It's called Connecting with Baby During Pregnancy. And what it's going to do is going to teach you methods proven by the latest research in pre- and perinatal psychology and epigenetics that are going to allow you to have not only a calmer and more relaxed pregnancy, and to have a gentler, more natural birth. But on the other side of things, you're going to feel more confident as a mom and you're going to be able to soothe your baby that much easier because when you're able to bond with baby and connect right now during your pregnancy, it's only going to translate on the other side to just being that much more connected and be able to have them calm and soothe. It's a really important thing. So head on over to drj.warren.com CWB that's connecting with baby and you can learn all about it. Dr. Dan Bronstein's passion lies in caring for children and families. As a chiropractor, he has performed research and written multiple articles on the chiropractic treatment of children and has focused a core of his practice on the management of chronic birth trauma and pelvic distortion in pregnancy. He maintains an active blogging presence and regularly contributes to multiple progressive health-related news outlets. And he's received his doctoral degree in chiropractic in 2010, graduating magna cum laude from the Los Angeles College of Chiropractic. And additionally, Dr. Bronstein is Webster certified by the ICPA, the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association, with fellowship training in pediatrics and pregnancy from the ICPA as well. So on today's uh, episode, we're going to be talking about birth trauma, how it relates to um, kids coming into the world and what we can do about it so we can restore that normal function to their bodies and to their nervous system so they can grow optimally. So with that, let me switch over to my conversation with Dr. Bronstein. All right, Dr. Daniel, welcome to the podcast.
1: Dr. J, thank you so much for having me, man. It's a pleasure.
0: Yeah, I'm glad we get to connect here because one, you're a fellow pediatric chiropractor. Two, fellow podcaster, you know, and really committed to kids' health. So I'm happy to have you on to share. You do so much outreach to share the message of i kids health is so important how to do that and you do that through your own community research or outreach uh in your own neck of the woods and now the podcast and now you get to share your wisdom with our listeners so thank you for taking the time awesome man thank you well tell us first you know how you've got so interested in kids care was that something you started your career or with as a passion or did it evolve
1: um you know i i I think is with all specialties or niche, Uh, most of my colleagues, College of Chiropractic uh, in uh, 2010, uh, and they're known for a robust um, sports program. Uh, But I I viewed chiropractic uh, through this lens of, uh, well, I don't want to take uh, an anti-inflammatory and I don't want to you know, end up having, you know, surgery or, or any other kinds of issues because I wanted to preserve my athletic career. Um, and chiropractic seemed like the best way to do that. But as I, as I invested myself, as I began to dig deep into the roots of chiropractic, I realized that there's just so much more than, you know, sports injury, uh, involved. And it took me many years of self-reflection. It took me many years of standing on the shoulders of giants, other chiropractors who do this work to see that there's so much more. Um, and, uh, you know, then I became a dad and and everything just changed, you know, because we want what's, what's best for our kids. I think that goes without saying, but we see a generation now that is over-medicated, that's over-diagnosed, Um, And these kids are not living to their full potential. And I I found that, you know, when I started hanging out with other chiropractors who'd been doing this for many, many years, uh, I realized that I could play a huge role in that. I fell in love with taking care of children, Um, you know, and it really it just changed my whole perspective on living, man. It's 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 just one of those things like I couldn't not unlearn what I. (laughs) point. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, and it's amazing that uh, that's kind of a similar story of how I got into chiropractic as well. I went into chiropractic thinking I was going to be a natural sports medicine doc because that was my experience of it. And thankfully going to Life West, the school that I did with a strong philosophy within the first week sharing what a chiropractic is, it it changed the trajectory for me. And then at the same way, once I became a dad, then, you know, everything accelerated. why I'm here on the podcast, why I'm here in the prenatal wellness center. So again, like working with the kids can be so, so, um, challenging, but also so rewarding because they heal so quick. What Mm -hmm. are the, what are the major things that, um, parents are, um, challenged by, um, with their kids or the kids are being challenged by that you're seeing the most of in your clinic?
1: Um, Well, from a pediatric side, um, I I, I think probably the the most difficult question that has to be answered for for these parents is, well, why didn't anybody ever tell me that there was another way to go? Mm. Um, I live in a fairly um, blue-collar community. It's fairly insulated. Um, All doctors and physicians uh, in in my area are are somewhat immune to things like peer review. uh, And so... It's really, really hard to maintain a standard of care even in in Western medicine that, um, you know, upholds that Hippocratic Oath, which is first do no harm. Doctors tend to be very cavalier and that's it's sad for it's sad for our kids because the first line of defense is medication. Um, you, Dr. J, you know, you've been in practice for longer than I do, but, you know, I think one of the major axioms in, in medicine is, well, the kiddo comes in and they have any sign of ear infection. What's the first line of defense? It's antibiotics. Now we know that antibiotics are not standard of care in medicine. The American Academy of Pediatrics and the American Academy of Family Practice both recommend, uh, that, uh, parents watch and wait, um, But we also have really good, interesting new research that shows that antibiotics, even just one dose, even a dose for mom while babies in utero can wipe out all the flora in in the baby's gut, which can compromise their immune system for a lifetime. So if I get a kiddo that comes into my office at, say, three months and they're starting to show signs of of what could turn into a chronic otitis media or chronic ear infections or current ear infections, um, we can handle... The neurological and structural concomitants they're usually related to some trauma in either the birthing process or in utero um, and remove one or several of the causes of these these underlying immune compromises but if a parent goes straight to the pediatrician it's usually it's a first-time parent and it's it's not their fault because they they go to the doctor to help the doctor doesn't even do an exam usually it's just okay well put them on antibiotics what's the risk uh, and now, you know, in, in my clinic, I've seen multiple cases of MRSA in young, young children from antibiotic resistance. And while this is just a a, a small um, example, uh, it shows that it shows that there there really is, I think, a fundamental misunderstanding on what it takes to help our kids express health. Mm-hmm. Uh, our kids are born with this innate biological directive to maximize survival potential, and as long as we give them, you know, as, as much of the tools as, as they they need to be able to express that, that sort of God-given potential, then uh, I find more times than not, you just stand back and let them do their thing and be healthy.
0: Right. Well, there's so many parents now and, you know, I've been in practice for 17 years and I've seen a shift just in these last even five years of, Really, kind of in a um, in a grassroots movement, parents seeking different answers than they're being given in the traditional model, and the traditional model is so dominant that it takes oftentimes some failures to find something different, Um, but then through efforts like this podcast and yours and other community outreach, um, parents are finding um, places like ourselves to be able to go back to the roots, you know? They're wanting to be as healthy as possible during their pregnancy so they can have a healthy baby to start with, and then as soon as baby comes out, they're going medical route and doing... Um, you know, outside in rather than trying to create health from within. And it's such a simple method. I mean, I know you're coming into town and into San Diego, that is, this weekend to teach um, pediatrics and, you know, specific techniques. And a big challenge or a big uh, objection I hear from some parents when they first come in is, you know, is it safe? Mm. So what how do you answer those questions to a parent that might want the benefits, and they've heard other success stories, but still are a little scared about bringing their kid to a chiropractor?
1: Yeah, that is a that is a really really good question. So, um, not sure if you know this about me, Doc, but uh, you know, before I went into private practice, immediately after I graduated from LACC, um, I spent a, a grand total of eight months in Geneva, Switzerland, at uh, the World Health Organization. Um, I was recruited as an intern. Uh, and then recruited as a consultant uh, after graduation. And my my charge, uh, because of my background in research, was to, you know, help, uh, you know, create policy that uh, member states and governments can use to model chiropractic programs where there aren't any. Um, so countries that don't have laws protecting chiropractors, uh, you know, educational institutions with no accreditation, et cetera. Um, and so... And over the course of my time there, I amassed twelve inches worth of research mm-hmm. <laughs> in multiple binders. Um, uh, wrote a thirty-two page meta-analysis on the safety of chiropractic care. Um, and while that was uh, that was almost eight years ago, um, I have kept abreast of, of much of the research that's been done on on safety. Um, and uh, not the least of which has been done through our crediting agency, you know, the ICPA, the International Chiropractic Pediatrics Association. And without a doubt, the research um, shows that chiropractic care for children is exceptionally safe. It's it's more safe than it is for adults, um, which is crazy because even in adults, uh, the the percentage of adverse effects is close to null. Um, when performed uh, by a, a really well-trained pediatric doctor, um, somebody who's been trained uh, in, in either technique or analysis or even who's been certified or diplomated by the International Chiropractic Pediatrics Association, um, adverse effects are un, unheard of. Um, and so really the question then becomes about risk versus benefit. Right, chiropractic care, um, first and foremost, is about restoring normal function to the nervous system. And we know that birth trauma, um, especially with, with babies who are born in hospital settings, um, contributes to a lot of this, uh, when birth trauma occurs, whether or not there's, there's cranial misalignments or faults, whether there are, uh, spinal misalignments, vertebral subluxations. Um, I just had a kiddo who was, uh, born with dystocia. His APGAR scores were five, five and eight. He fractured his scapula on the way out the door. Um, that's, that's massive, uh, birth trauma, but that contributes to problems, uh, with neurological functioning, right? Even if a baby can't turn his or her head both directions, so he can't get a hold of one or both breasts to find the food supply, um, that creates a little bit of a, a benchmark problem in neurological development for these kids, um. While there are other options to help babies latch, chiropractic care really gets to the root of these, these causes and knowing that it's exceptionally safe for these children. Um, you know, in my office, I, I really tell my community, you know, chiropractic first, chiropractic first. Let's see if we can address these underlying causes, knowing that there is almost zero a chance of any adverse effects with these kids and let them express their, their neurological directive to its, their full potential.
0: Right. And I've, in my experience, like the, the parents that are coming in, they, they have those questions and concerns, but there's a trust factor that they even walk through the door mm-hmm. <laughs> that they're, handing their kiddo over to me, which is just such an honor. And it's something I respect every single time. Cause I'm a parent. I know what it's like handing your kid to someone that you don't necessarily know. Like, yes, they might know us by reputation, but it's still their kiddo and mama bear and papa bear comes up and <laughs> wants to protect. But having, like what you have on your own website around the safety and looking at those type of issues. Um, and as well as just other parents being able to advocate, I think is really important. So these kids can get, natural care and get natural solutions. And as you got to, as you started mentioning is getting to the root cause of it, not just having something that gets you through those first couple of weeks with a breastfeeding issue, but correct a neurological dysfunction that might be overcome in the moment, but then rear its ugly head in other ways down the line. I'm sure you see that as well.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. And what you're describing, Jay, is you're describing a paradigm shift, right? A, I'm fond of of recalling um, uh, one of my favorite authors. His name is Thomas Kuhn. He wrote a book, uh, which actually was a postdoctoral thesis in 1987, called The Structure of Scientific Revolutions. And he was really one of the first academics to describe uh, paradigm shifting. Right? What does it take for us to get to that critical mass, that, that, that fail-safe point? And we tip over the other direction, and all of our understanding about any scientific discipline begins to change. Um, you, you talked about, uh, you know, really in no uncertain terms, the paradigm shift that you're noticing in San Diego. I think things are a little bit more delayed where I live, but I see it as well because I have many close friends who practice where you do, and they see the birthing culture changing down there. Um, I think you've hit that critical mass, and I think things are starting to shift. And as, as long as parents see that that shift is occurring, that some of the shame and and discomfort and uncertainty is starting to go away um i think they start to really appreciate and realize that there there's something bigger than this sort of cavalier medical culture patriarchal medical culture that's do as i say not as i do Uh, millennial parents in particular are seeing this in a much different light i had mary flannery on my podcast about Uh, well, I recorded her several months ago, but she won't uh, come out here for another couple of weeks, but she talks about how millennial parents like to write their own story, right? And because they have a totally digital upbringing and they have access to all this information, they're starting to realize that they can, they can write that story and that story can be woven into the stories of other parents and it's self-fulfilling. It's really, really beautiful that awareness, um, is really the first step. The education piece comes next, and that's where you and I come in for sure. But if if parents are starting to hit that critical mass and become aware of that shift, uh, that's 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 really the, the first thing. I mean, in my office, I'm seeing more moms than ever, you know, especially second time moms, opt for home births, um, which is beautiful. I mean, they're they're working with midwives who are very well trained. They realize that there is something to be said about about being allowed quote unquote, allowed to walk around during the first stage of labor, being allowed to move, being allowed to sit on a ball or get in the tub or lie on their side. You know, the last birth I attended, I was there for about 10 hours. I was adjusting and checking mom every 20 minutes. Um, it's like unheard of it. Never, it never would have happened three generations ago. So it's really awe inspiring to see that, uh, that grassroots movement. And I applaud parents who are listening, who are starting to understand that.
0: Yeah, we've I've seen that sequence here as well. Like at the Cap Wellness Center, I work with Dr. Cap. He's a naturally oriented OB, and it it is hospital birth. So, um, but he is an advocate of hypnobirthing, having a doula, moving around, staying home as long as possible before you get into the hospital, so that that over monitoring doesn't um, get in the way of things. But We've been here a little over three years and the second rounders are coming around, you know, moms that had their babies first. And, you know, it's amazing there's they're starting earlier with chiropractic care and yoga and taking care of themselves as well as I'm starting to see some third and fourth time arounders. They're going like natural birth in the hospital to a birth center and then possibly to a home birth because that that power they know is inside them and it went well and they're, they're supported in that. Um, I hope that spreads everywhere. My son was born at home. We did a home birth and it was a fantastic experience, a really healthy experience, but having resources like yours in in your community and ours here to support women in the birth they choose and the way that they want to raise their kids and empower them with information so they can make their own choices, I think is key. And you know, that brings me to your podcast, like the kiddo cast, um, You've launched it last year, you have fifteen episodes there with a season one finale, and you're coming out with the second season as well
1: yeah, um, hopefully this episode will will drop beforehand, but if it doesn't, uh, look out for the first week in November. Uh, we've got ten episodes in the can already. Um, we have five more that are scheduled to be recorded by the end of the season. I do fifteen episode seasons uh, because you know as you know, Jay, my practice is very very busy and yes.
0: Yeah, and with with your podcast, like I, I've referred a lot of people to it because yours specifically is around children's, alternative care for children, chiropractic care for children, versus, you know, my podcast is much, I guess, a more broader um, focus there of a pregnancy and childbirth as well as the care there. Um, so I thank you for doing <laughs> that specific work and bringing on amazing guests um, to be able to share just that information the parents are looking for. You know, iTunes is amazing. And, and now Google Play Music and the other places of women and dads, too, are searching for this information and then getting empowered by it and being able to grow up a generation differently and healthier um, without the shortcomings that a lot of the previous generations had to overcome later in adulthood. <laughs> Rather, mm-hmm. we can get these kids started off right, right from the get-go. mm
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, going back to our conversation about millennials, it's like the ultimate millennial storytelling vehicle, you know, we give... You know, not just chiropractors in this next season, but some alternative birth workers. Um, I even have you know a story of an amazing surrogacy that's going to be um, popping out in uh, probably the midway through the season. that's just it's so incredible because you know our, our hashtag in in the first season was normalized chiropractic, but it's become in this season normalized normal, hmm. right? I mean, it's it's totally unfounded. I think in in traditional medical and birthing culture to. To tell the story of you know a 12 pound baby being born vaginally you know it's it's that that's that's a recipe for abnormal progression it's a recipe recipe for pushing pit for c-section you know for there's all these fear tactics it seems like in not just you know maternal care but also in postpartum and pediatric care and while we applaud medicine and we need allopathic uh, you know health care to help us you know when the house is on fire you know this idea of prevention, primary prevention, sustainability—it um, just, it, it honestly doesn't exist there. At least it hasn't existed for a really long time. The conversation is starting to turn towards, well, what can I do myself to just be healthy? And these stories that we're starting to to record are showing how normal and okay it is.
0: Right. Well, and another paradigm shift, it, it, this is definitely um, something new to me, happily new to me in my career, is that I have a group of pediatricians that I work really well with that refer me, um, kiddos that are like, oh, that's a torticollis, like a head issue, like go see Dr. J for that. Um, and they're very open to that dialogue. And they're very naturally oriented pediatricians that take really great care of the um, You know, the the accidents and the the traumas, things that we need allopathic care for, but they're also very open to other methods as well of, you know, that, and that a pediatrician even refers to a chiropractor is definitely a shift that did not happen at the beginning of my career.
1: Oh, yeah, it's great. It's totally great. And we have a good team based approach, even where I live, between uh, pediatricians, naturopaths, uh, you know, obviously birth workers, midwives, doulas, uh, birthing educators, advocates, cranial sacral therapists. Um, we have a couple homeopaths that we work with for our kids, um, you know, and the pediatricians that I work with are are. You know, it's, it's not that they're conservative in the sense that they, they are cavalierly, hands off, if cavalierly is even a, a good word, but it's that they they honor that internal recuperative power of the child. So most of the time, you know, if my patients and my, most of my patients, they, they go to one or two pediatricians, you know, it's the ones that that honor that, that biological directive. Um, you know, when in doubt, I say, you know what, go see Dr. Such and Such, you know, and see what he has to say. And nine times out of 10, the doctor will say, nope just go back to the Cairo, do your thing. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really, really beautiful. And you talk to a lot of the chiropractors who were brought up before Wilk versus AMA, you know, in the late seventies, which is that landmark court case, um, you know, that, that essentially found that, um, the American medical association was attempting to contain and eliminate the chiropractic profession. Um, in the old days, it was not only unethical, but it was, you know, grounds for suspension if medical doctors associated with chiropractors. And now I think we both see uh, the benefits of each other. Um, I, I, I think we see this team based approach is is the future of healthcare, care. Um, and I'm really excited to see how it's going to pan out over the next several generations. I, I can't wait.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you saying that team approach because I think parents, the ones that I'm working with this specifically, are really looking for that and don't necessarily know how to start. You know, it might be that they find their way to one practitioner and the circle that I've created sounds like the one that um you have as well, is we're very we're working together on these things. Like this is what I handle really well and this is how it can support the kiddo, and you might need this as well. And then by their trust in us, then the recommendations we make to others, then these parents have a team of people that support them in the way they want to raise their kid and the way they want to um, have their health um, grow and develop. And... Again, that's a grassroots thing, but I think places like yourself, um, your clinic, having those resources of if someone's looking for an acupuncturist or a homeopath um, to know where to go to, I think is is just such a great service for the community.
1: Absolutely. It's all about critical mass, man. It's education. It's about empowerment. It's about removing fear, removing obstacles. And, uh, you know, again, like when I became a dad, all, all, all the ego went away. It's It's just about making sure that our kids have everything they need to be healthy.
0: Right. And, you know, at the beginning of the conversation, we didn't even mention you're up in San Luis Obispo. Uh, We've talked about your neck of the woods and my neck of the woods. I'm down in San Diego. Uh, Tell our listeners how they can find out about where you are if they're um, uh, local, but then also about your podcast.
1: Yeah. um, I'm the director of the Beacon Clinic of Chiropractic in beautiful Grover Beach, California. Um, We are... Exactly nine blocks from the dunes, where everybody goes off-roading. Uh, it's pretty beautiful. I can see the ocean from my uh, my office. Um, phone number for the office, if anybody is within uh, you know shouting distance, is eight zero five four eight one one five six six. And uh, you know what I what I find is that you know if you're not in the area, um, but you just you, you want to know more about chiropractic for your children, um, you know, give our office a call. Uh, you know, one of the services we provide in my clinic is to provide referrals for qualified you know, doctors, for good pediatric doctors like like Dr. J, um, because parents just don't know. And, you know, my, my experience, um, having been on the board of directors for the world Congress of chiropractic students for having worked with world Federation of chiropractic for working with the Chiro- California chiropractic association is that we have a lot of friends and a lot of places wow. and, uh, you know, in, in the interest of hitting that critical mass, I, I'd be happy to uh, send you to, uh, one of my colleagues that I trust, uh, if I'm not the right guy for you. Um, our podcast is The KiddoCast. It's searchable on iTunes, Android, Google Play, on Stitcher. Uh, this next season is going to be dropping early November. I want to say November 3rd uh, because that's uh, the... Uh, no, it'll be November 6th, actually. It drops on Mondays. Uh, this next season will be 15 episodes. It'll start with my good friend and colleague, Dr. John Minardi, who's just an amazing, amazing pediatric doctor. Um, and we'll have a bunch of really amazing stories to share, uh, in the season. So please, uh, go subscribe and, uh, looking forward to sharing it with y'all in a couple of weeks.
0: Great. Well, I'll definitely have the links there. One to your website, but then also to the other podcast. I know our listeners are always looking for even more information, you know, so knowing where to go to, if this strikes a chord with you to get the wisdom from Dr. B here, um, dr Dan, like with these last uh, minutes here, what's the major take home message you'd like our listeners to really take to heart from what we talked about today, or maybe something we didn't yet get to touch on mm. yeah uh, being a parent
1: has really you know as I've said multiple times already in this interview it's it's changed my entire perspective uh, on on our our children's generation you know and i I was brought up in an environment where, you know, kids, kids are kids. You know, my grandmother, who's probably one of my my greatest heroes, you know, she taught preschool two and three quarter to three year olds for 50 years, (laughs) you know, and she basically said, you you know, listen, you you go to work and you love what you do. You never work a day in your life. And I know it's cliche, but working with kids is just totally different. I learn something new every single day but becoming a dad and then seeing it through the perspective of the parents that bring their children in to see me because you hit the nail on the head right i mean that trust is so it's so humbling you know and it's so awe inspiring but parents i guess the best you know piece of advice that i have for you you know having done this now for 6 years is you know trust trust your gut you know, trust your, your innate born wisdom to be able to give your children what they need to be healthy, right? If something feels off, question, right? Have advocates that you can turn to, have people like, you know, your chiropractor or, you know, your, your doula or your midwife or your, you know, holistic or, or conservative pediatrician, you know, to, to ask them, you know, the, the appropriate questions to use as a sounding board, um, you know, I've heard chiropractors in the past say, if you don't trust your chiropractor, then you're doing something wrong. But I would go so far as to say that if you don't trust any of your health providers, it's time to find somebody new. Fear is the mind killer in the birthing world, as you know, Jay. You know, fear is the number one thing that I think contributes to abnormal progression. It contributes to intervention. It contributes to all these other things. Moms trusting in their bodies, trusting in their parenting abilities, and trusting in their kids uh, is, I think is huge and it's really going to make a huge change in our healthcare in the future.
0: Beautiful. Well, and what about for the kiddo that's listening? Maybe mama's getting ready for baby to come into the world. They're listening in the belly or maybe they're here and listening, um, with the parents, uh, listening to the podcast here. What little words of wisdom would you like to whisper to them? <laughs>
1: uh, you know, it's funny cause I'm on call for three moms at the moment, uh, oh. who are, getting ready to, getting ready to deliver. And, you know, we get into like the 36 week, uh, threshold. Um, mama's getting to the point where she's kind of like, oh, okay, I'm kind of done being pregnant now. <laughs> uh, I have full blown conversations with my babies in utero. Uh, you know, I tell my moms, uh, when they're on their backs and I'm, I'm doing, you know, belly work or breathing work or round ligament work that, uh, I'm going to have a conversation with baby. Um, I'm going to let him or her know that it's okay, that I'm here to help. Um, you know, and we have a little conversation, a little metaphysical or ethereal conversation through the uh, through the belly. Um, you know, but I, I I think for the kids listening, you know, the take home message really is just, you know, have fun, you know, be a kid. I've learned as a dad I have a nine year old that, um, you know, my kids are my kiddo. Uh, you know, she needs she needs that that ability to be a child, you know, to have play in her life, to, you know, to dance, to 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 love and live. I mean, she's a very she's a very true form chiropractic kiddo in the sense that she feels a little bit different, but she also expresses life on a higher vibration, I think, than a lot of some of the other kids. And so, you know, we really want that for all of our children. We want it for all the children in our communities. Um so yeah, if you're a kiddo and you're listening, you know, by all means, have a great time with life. It's a beautiful world and we wish, you know, tons of amazing things in your lifetimes.
0: Well, thank you, Dan. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all the work that you do. I've definitely learned a lot from you and I'm sure I'll learn more from you. So I appreciate you being here today and sharing.
1: Oh man, it's all my pleasure, Jay. Thank you for having me on.
0: Hi, it's Dr. Jay again, and I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It's something I really enjoy doing, and I, as a parent, learn a ton from these experts coming on and sharing their wisdom, so I hope you're getting a lot out of it, too. And I want to share something else with you. I've created a guide called the 40 Ways to Connect with Your Baby During Pregnancy. It's full of simple things you can do on a day-to-day basis that will help strengthen that bond that you have with your baby. It's a free download. You can go to my website at drjwarren.com slash 40 ways and just enter your email. I'll send it right to you. You can download it and start working on it right away. All of the research that I'm learning in the fields of epigenetics and attachment parenting is showing that the more bonded you are during your pregnancy with your baby, the better the birth is going to go and the better parenting is going to go because you have that strong foundation, a strong connection to build upon. So go again to my website. It's drjwarren.com slash 40 ways and get that free guide. And again, thanks for listening.